0: This is the Kratom Science Journal Club with Dr. Jonathan Cachet, neuroscientist and expert in psychopharmacology. In each episode, we discuss an article in a peer-reviewed journal. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. in the largest study of its kind researchers from Thailand found that Kratom promotes healthy cholesterol levels we'll take a look at that study today on Journal Club this was high serum high-density lipoprotein and low serum triglycerides and Kratom users a study of Kratom users in Thailand um, they basically took Uh, 581 individuals 18 and above Uh, half of them were Kratom users half of them were uh, control group and they measured their cholesterol level Um, and these are all people who live in the Nam Phu sub district Um, in Thailand where it's been legal to use Kratom as like a traditional traditional tea since 2017. It was called the Kratom Law, and it allowed people in that particular district to use Kratom. But now, in Thailand, Kratom's legal everywhere. Um, it's still illegal to traffic. I just saw an article where a guy got busted, but he also had meth and everything, but part of his bust was like, you know, a kilo of Kratom leaves or something. So it's kind of still oh. it's kind of still quasi illegal there uh i think uh you have to have a special licenses to sell it and consume it and they're putting laws together to license uh, agriculture of it there so kratom av- agriculture hasn't started yet um uh, and that may even take like five years to get going because uh It takes that long to uh, get the alkaloid levels right in the plant for it to be
1: a good product. Well, yeah. Well, it just goes to show you that um, kratom use is only dangerous in the context of poly drug use. For that guy that got busted, he also had (laughs) crystal methamphetamines with him. So that holds holds true today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Poly drug trafficking is not advised. So this is, and the thing I, one other thing I pointed out, they use the phrase traditional use of kratom eight times in the paper um, because they're using freshly used or brewing it into a tea or they're chewing it uh, like chewing tobacco and spitting it out. People in Thailand, as far as I know, not traditionally anyway, uh, dry kratom and use the powder like we do here. So the leaves, there's probably a lower level of seven hydroxy mitragynine, because that comes f- mm-hmm. a little bit from the oxidization process but in Thailand I hear the Thai kratom has like a, a much higher um, mitragynine content there so it, it uh, metabolizes into seven hydroxy so they probably get a similar effect
1: yeah it end up ends up metabolizing and then they get higher levels of the seven hydroxy within the within the blood uh, concentration yeah, and I think you know, one of the papers we reviewed previously basically goes to show that the fresher their kratom leaves are, the higher the uh, metrageny aploid levels are.
0: I think this is the biggest study that I've seen that, that took a bunch of participants and measured their uh, cholesterol levels. The, the study compared the serum lipid profile of kratom users and non-users consisted of 581 individuals, 18 and above. Binary logistic regression was used to determine an association between kratom use and serum lipid level. What do they mean by binary logistic regression?
1: Um, so they're just looking at two variables in the logistic regression statistics. So, um, you know, the old uh, correlation versus regression, correlation does not equal causation, mm-hmm. whereas in a logistical or, or linear regression, uh, we do establish some sort of causation. So what comes first and how that affects uh, the dependent variables and with a With a study the this size you know we're almost going on 600 um total n for this uh for this so i think you're right in pointing out that this is one of the biggest uh studies looking at uh how kratom use affects triglyceride levels um and yeah so the the statistical um significance is is just um user linear regression
0: they had higher levels of hdl which is the good, known as the good cholesterol and lower levels of triglycerides which are fats from the food we eat they're carried in the blood um, it says their LDL which is the bad cholesterol was about equal there was a previous smaller f- study that also found lower lower LDL but they had in general they had higher HDL and lower triglycerides which is which is good. A
1: good for heart health. Well, so I was just going to lay out that. So, if we're looking at um, a strategy for the prevention of coronary heart disease, so the the um, the basically the experts lay out um, guidelines. So, you want your total cholesterol to be less than 200 uh, milligrams per uh, dl. You want your LDL cholesterol to be less than 100 um you want your total glycerides to be less than 150 and then where does it say it doesn't say hdl on there but basically elevated or higher levels of hdl the quote good cholesterol um is is, uh, a strategy for the prevention of coronary heart disease so um you know, I think that there's a lot of back and forth in terms of what's good cholesterol, what's bad cholesterol is cholesterol and and blood triglycerides influenced by genetics or environment. And, and it sort of seems to be switching, you know, with the times it's sort of like, you know a glass of wine is good for you a glass of wine is bad for you they sort of go back and forth but um in general uh i think this is one of the first uh studies of kratom with this amount of people that essentially shows that um it it can lead to elevated levels of of the hdl or at least it's not bringing the hdl levels down
0: yeah it also says kratom users included a higher proportion of males of usually which is in that in uh, those countries, it's usually men who d- drink more kratom, but it also is a uh, higher proportion of smokers and drinkers who exercise less. So it's kind it's kind of encouraging that they showed better cholesterol numbers than uh, the control group because they are also uh, yeah. That was yeah. my
1: only red highlight to say okay, well shoot these. The non-users are exercising more, so you would suspect that the more exercise leads to healthier, you know, blood lipid levels. Um, But in this case, uh, that necessarily wasn't wasn't the case. And then, yeah, so current drinking, current smoking, uh, higher BLM in the non-users or BMI. I'm sorry, uh, BMI. Um, so, yeah, these are all factors that you would lead to believe, okay, well, the, the non-users essentially are um, set up for sort of having lower or healthier blood lipid levels, um, but then they, to they, the statistical analysis they did, they could compare... Uh, the effects of sort of like drinking or BMI separate from that of the use of kratom and and the statistical relationship of being significant still stands. The kratom users had higher uh, HDL levels. And then it was, what was it for the triglycerides were unaffected? Um, Let's pull up the other ones here. But overall, um, it's kratom users include a higher proportion of males, smokers, and drinkers. Um, had lower BMI and exercised less. All factors that would be working against a uh, uh, healthier or a better profile of HDL and, and the blood lipids. But that didn't seem to flush out at the end.
0: Yeah, it says according to the Mann Whitney U test, the level of triglycerides was significantly lower in Kratom users. Level of HDL was significantly higher in Kratom users. Uh, but there was no difference for total cholesterol and ldl um mm-hmm. do you know what the man whitney U you test is
1: um yeah so it's a it's a I, you know i don't know if i'll know for the statisticians in the audience i don't know if i will know the exact uh difference but it's sort of a way to compare two different groups in a subsample where the distribution isn't normal um, we use the man whitney u test in comparing like Drug treated zebrafish versus non drug treated zebrafish. And the way that the sort of variables laid out in terms of a normal distribution was not normal, I think non parametric. And so then you just use the, uh, the Mann Whitney U test to, to reach that six statistical significance.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking at the chart and it was, uh, current smokers. There was 154 out of 285 Kratom users that were smokers. So it's like 54%. Uh, and, only, and the non-users, only 39 out of 296 smoked. Uh, drinkers, the Kratom users, were 74 out of 285. And uh, the, uh, the non-users uh, only drank 23 out of 296. And, they yeah, they exercised more of them. Three days a week, 114 out of 296 of the non-users. Kratom users only exercised 80 users out of 285. It's kind of funny both groups had 25 diabetics out of uh, all of them anti treatment I guess it's like if
1: they have cholesterol medication yeah they're taking cholesterol meds yeah you know, and I think if, if I I'm trying to remember back like two three years ago when this was a pretty big discussion amongst kratom users and there was um you know essentially the, the medical establishment I use in, in air quotations mm-hmm. um we're essentially, you know, saying that the long-term effects of kratom use are unknown um, it, it, you know, they were uh, essentially trying to establish potential health risks or medical risks beyond what could be considered like addiction or overdose. Cause we had established that compared to the traditional opiates, Kratom seems to be a healthier, more natural alternative with less addiction potential and, and basically no overdose potential in terms of respiratory depression. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm remembering, you know, and it's a bit hazy, but like on Reddit forums dedicated to Kratom users, people would, um, they'd come back after they have like their yearly checkups and they would post like, you know, five-year Kratom user, just had my daily checkup, all all blood work is normal. And I think in particular, there was a subset of, I guess there was some initial early indication that Kratom use could lead to elevated levels of cholesterol and then increase your risk of coronary heart disease and they go over a few of the studies I think down here at the bottom about studies where, you know, there basically was studies that said, uh, Creative use can increase your your triglycerides. It can have no effect on your triglycerides, or it could increase your LDL, the "quote unquote" bad cholesterol. Um, I don't think any of those previous studies—and and help me if I'm misremembering, Brian—but did you go in and look to see what the sort of uh, the subject numbers were for those previous studies?
0: Yeah, I have a link to it. That's the one that found lower LDL, so that was also um, a positive, and that was a 100- hundred. There's 200 participants, 100 kratom users, and 100 who don't use kratom. Uh, and
1: it, was that in Thailand as well? This was um, maybe Malaysia.
0: It might have been, yeah. Uh, Darshan Singh worked on it, so it was probably Malaysia, and um, they actually, yeah, they actually found good cholesterol numbers, but it, it was, uh, yeah, that was only 200, and I think at that point. It, that was the biggest one because um, mm-hmm. this was just from yeah it was just from last year so i remember that was that it's being pretty new and and I was like, wow, that's like 200 people. That's pretty good. Because I think the previous ones were probably 50 or something. So they just kept getting right. bigger. And like the larger the group, the more positive cholesterol effects they're finding.
1: And, and this one too. So you know, the study that we're looking at now finds uh, significant association between kratom use and low triglyceride level and high HDL these findings took into account certain variables that may have account confounding effects including sex age BMI smoking status alcohol consumption and exercise Um so You know, most of this paper is sort of an exercise in proper statistical analysis. Um, But by including those variables and the effect that they may have and still finding that significant association between use and low triglyceride, and high HDL, um, I think that that sort of sets this paper um, apart, you know, both in terms of size and and the statistical analysis performed. Well, you know, so I have been taking um, statins for high cholesterol levels since like, you know, I, you can go back into my blood work levels down to like middle school and I've had high cholesterol. Um, mm-hmm. it's something that I think runs from my father's mother's sign of things. And I think it's genetic. And so I've experienced just in my lifetime, um, them sort of saying like, oh, you know, you got to stop eating ice cream. You got to take these statins. You got to bring your levels down. And regardless of the dietary choices I made or the type of statins I was on, the levels were always high. Um, and this was this is way before any uh, personal kratom use. And so it got to the point where my doctors were essentially just like, look, maybe you run high, you know, and that's just sort of your baseline. And and the more we we learn about cholesterol, the more we sort of are maybe sometimes landing on people are just sort of have elevated levels and that's that's what's normal for them um so it's it's hard to rule out you know in these in these in these anecdotal posts of n equals one um it would be very surprising if you know if that person that just posted said oh i had a stroke and my cholesterol levels are through the roof but where you're controlling for all the other variables. And, and you really can't necessarily account for that unless you have something like, you know, 600-some subjects where you're running the statistical analysis on.
0: Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, on I noticed on Reddit, like, Kratom is blamed for every single thing that happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think some. I think hair loss is a significant one, but I don't know if it's caused by kratom or by people doing tons of kratom with toxic metals in it, um, or since uh, the average kratom user is about middle aged, it's just them getting older. So there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of things like uh, you know I just use kratom and this happens so therefore is it the kratom like uh, well,
1: let me roll through the, even... the previous studies here so yeah go ahead go ahead 20, 2018 um so it says our findings in regards to the association between kratom use and low triglyceride levels differs from previous studies by ferris and singh so there was no association found in that study. This is um, this was first published in 2018, and then I think revisited in 2020. Um, an observed positive relationship between Kratom use and HDL levels is consistent with the results of Sync 2018, which showed Kratom users had higher HDL levels compared to the control group, but contradicts that of Ferris uh, and Amman, which showed the existence of no such associations um so i had thought that there were previous studies that basically showed that kratom does in fact lead to like increased coronary heart disease through its effect on blood lipid levels but it seems like at least the studies that are cited here there was no association or it supports this association with um. Uh, with with hdl so the the good cholesterol um see if i can see anything else mentioned but i thought that was the only section where it went through and compared it to previous and it doesn't look like it it doesn't look like it looks like um so i'm wondering where essentially this this scare came from maybe up in the introduction they mention it uh, a little bit more Okay, yeah. Small small number of studies have indicated that kratom use may have an effect on serum lipid pro- serum lipid profile, so blood lipids. Study of 58 kratom users and 19 healthy controls. So you're comparing roughly 60 users to 20. Healthy controls. It's not very statist- statistically, you know, equal populations. Yeah. Um, saw that the use of kratom was associated with an increase in HDL, both in the short term and long term users. Um, that was a, the 2018 study. Recent study involving 100 kratom users and 100 healthy controls uh, were found. Kratom users were found to have a slightly lower level of LDL and total cholesterol, which would be. Um, less risk for coronary heart disease. Mm -hmm. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, I think maybe the, the, what I'm remembering is sort of the scare with, uh, (laughs) with cholesterol and blood lipids and kratom use have, have almost always been based on, you know, passive glancing through a reading of these anecdotal reports posted to Reddit where, you know, who knows? It, it could have been dietary changes. It could have just been changes associated with age, and you see cholesterol increase, or you could be sort of like me, and that you just are running higher levels of, of uh, these lipids in your blood than than what is considered you know normal within the normal range.
0: Yeah, and there was this other section about uh, antioxidants that may be what's contributing to the lower cholesterol. Um, uh, ano anthocyanins are a class of compounds with antioxidant effects common, commonly found in many kinds of vegetables and fruits, uh, such as eggplants, blueberries, blackberries, black raspberries. Um, I, I think I pointed out that it's not necessarily kratom in and of itself that's lowering uh, the cholesterol. It's just the fact that it's a green leaf, Um And those are healthy. And if you know somebody's consuming a lot of it, um, uh, how many leaves per day or whatever um, they are consuming in Thailand, then it's just a healthy vegetable in general. But it says it points out that yeah, there's a lot of fruits and vegetables where you can get the same kind of uh, uh, antioxidant effects at least. Yeah. So if like they were drinking blackberry tea every day or eating like you know. Uh, a bucket of blackberries every day that it might have a the same positive effect
1: i'm trying to figure out were any of these the authors of this study on or within the same group um as these previous studies like is it the same research group um
0: i know it's not the one with the hundred and hundred um because i think that was university of malaysia and I think it was Malaysian uh, participants. So I think it's uh, Wai, Wai Laik University in Thailand. I'm, I'm probably not pronouncing that right at all.
1: Yeah, this is, yeah, a Thailand Research Group um, uh, at a university in Thailand. The three study authors, looks like it was supported by... Um, a Center for Addiction Studies, uh the Thailand Office of Narcotics, um and, and the uh yeah, you the the university that I think <laughs> you pronounce it well enough for me. Why um, Lelic? Why
0: Lelic? Yeah. Why layla
1: Yeah. <laughs> um but it doesn't seem that this group was I mean I think it's probably an association to some extent, and that they're in the same field, but it doesn't look like the this particular group is coming up in any of the, the previous studies. I wonder if this, this is the first uh, HIV methamphetamine. So it looks like the group is primarily focused on on drug um, sociological research, but not mm. necessarily particularly in kratom. One of the notes I had that I was curious about is they as they're describing the study design and the study participants. Um, I'm wondering if this group was collected as part of any of the other socio, you know, epidemiological studies that they were doing, maybe on other drugs, but there's nothing here that says if they were compensated for their participation patient in this study at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know whether or not it sort of is like, a. am not trying to say or suggest that it's a sm- smoking gun in any way, but usually uh, in these types of analysis, you know, participants were provided were compensated for their travel or something like that like did the researchers go out into these communities and then just um get people to fill out these 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 surveys and then allow them to collect a blood sample and not get anything for that especially you know there were in order to get a good uh blood sample and, and do the blood lipids you don't want them to drink um about 12 hours before the the collection of the blood so yeah it's just interesting that that was not Mentioned.
0: Yeah, it said they were, yeah, instructed to refrain from food, uh, eight p.m. the day before, because um, then they come in at eight p.m. Blood collection was conducted at the Banyang Yang Ung Public Health Promoting Hospital. They gave three milliliters of blood, and these were all people in that district, the um, Nam food district, where it was it's actually legal to consume kratom. Um, <laughs> assuming this hospital is. Um, close to that location or in that location um
1: yeah you know i did a i did just a quick google to see you know to see where that location was um if there's anything that that uh so the namphu sub um it looks like of the districts in this area in thailand um this is the most heavily populated so i I wonder if it, it has the state capital if there's a district capital but overall this is the most densely populated area of thailand
0: yeah i was actually trying to look that up when i was i wrote a little blog post about this article because it's like a sub district within a larger district where kratom is is uh, legal and there must be a lot of kratom trees that grow around there that's kind of another thing i'm wondering with the legality now is how many wild trees are left and can people just start picking them and you know selling them to people online i'm sure that's going to happen uh, well, as soon as they stop happened. cracking down on um, possession or you know, whatever whatever the laws are gonna be.
1: I, I know I get plenty of DMs. I can't imagine what the Creative Science Twitter DM looks like with uh with uh exporters and, and importers there. It's sort of uh, yeah. I'm getting them on LinkedIn now. <laughs> oh um, really? Oh man. I you know I think that's a that's a good question on whether what to what degree is the like you know, is, is the space commercialized over there now? You know, I, I just don't know the answer. It'd be interesting for, you know, any, uh, listeners that we have uh, that live over there in that area. If, you, if you're getting access to this, you know, uh, is quote unquote, traditional use, like I think into, to our Western minds that might seem like, you know, sort of very uncommercialized, very like, go pick your leaves in the morning, make your tea and then serve it. but like. Maybe all of the wild kratom trees are sort of now um, at least maintained or curated by farmers or people out in the field and that they have rows of this stuff and that the farmers then bring in bulk leaf to like, you know, a, a, a restaurant or like a, a tea bar or a coffee bar or some, some sort of commercial place where then it's made in big batches and then handed out versus like sort of, you know, made on someone's back porch for personal use only. It'd be interesting to, to learn more about that. To what extent traditional use sort of cover, covers commercialization to any, any degree. There was,
0: what, 285 users they found in this study. I mean, I'm sure they they all don't have a tree in their backyard, so... Um, right. Yeah, in this district where it's legal, that, that'd that be interesting to see how it's sold. Yeah, whether yeah. if you have to go to, like, a bar somewhere or they just... In in Thailand, they'll... I mean, in Malaysia, um, uh, Darshan Singh was telling me they, they basically made big pots of it, and they put it in plastic bags, like, not even Ziploc uh-huh. bags. They just, like, tie plastic bags with... And they call it juice, the Kratom juice. So it's just, like, cold tea and uh they sell it in plastic bags like that but it's legal and it's illegal in malaysia so uh i'm not sure like if in thailand if that's the same kind of thing that goes on um yeah <clears throat> i know when yeah. uh, hamilton went there he, he he was in thailand and um you know the guy was they would just like chew the leaves with some sugar and uh, spit it out for, like, a cough or something. Um, the, 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 that whole uh, episode was about how they eradicated uh, a lot of the trees.
1: after a lot after of the, the wild-grown trees, yeah. Yeah,
0: and so it became illegal there in, I think it was, like, 1943, 46, somewhere around there. Uh, the government was in the business of collecting a lot of taxes from uh, opium sellers and opium dens and opium... Uh, farms and they collected a large amount of taxes uh, so the people opium users would start using Kratom because they wanted to get off of the opium and uh, (laughs) and uh, so the government that's why they outlawed it in the first place and I think since 2010 they've been trying to there have been talk about making it medicinal and uh, medicinal cannabis is now legal in Thailand too because they've always used marijuana there uh, uh, remember like the tie stick. Remember, hey man, I got a tie stick.
1: Right, right. It's tied to a well, stick, so man.
0: Effort- That's Cheech and Chong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was the was the effort to tax the opium producers like a a way to um like ha- like some a lot of times in drug enforcement if you can't go after them directly for the drugs you'll go after them for for taxes. So were they trying to like eradicate the opium? You know, commerce um, the use of taxes, and then that fell over to kratom. Um, I don't think they were trying to
0: eradicate the opium. I think they were just uh, collecting a lot of tax on it, and I think it was legal at the time. There, I mean, there's a whole history of opium wars and everything like that, and I'm sure it ties in at some. In some like geopolitical way to to that, but um, yeah, mm. as far as I know, they like the kratom would get in the way of their tax collection of opium because people stopped using the opium, so they wanted to promote opium in the country, and uh, that's why they outlawed kratom. It was kind of getting away, getting in the way of the drugs oh, that they, they controlled, kind of like yeah, kratom might get in the way, in the way of uh prescription drugs uh today here in america but yeah
1: well so speaking of that is there any update on the old the whole fda uh efforts and has anything changed i mean i the, i saw that the tweets have sort of seemed to die down um but is that conversation still ongoing
0: yeah i mean i i don't think anything's changed i think they're you know that was just a uh um you know, that was just a show business type seizure that they do every once a year or something. But uh, it, it they haven't seemed to be doing any other kinds of crackdown uh, crack other than there was... A, I think I heard there was a credit card processor that a lot of the vendors were using that uh, uh, also shut down... Um, because i think they're doing some other like weird stuff uh shady stuff thought since the credit card thing cracked down then it might be indicative of of uh, something that the raised level of enforcement but uh, like i'm not seeing really any real evidence that that's even connected i
1: it, it seems like this is just sort of the the annual showboating of you know we're still in control we're watching you type it doesn't look like they're trying to actually push anything Further, legislatively, at the state or federal level, down there.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I I don't think so. Not at the federal level, anyway. Um, I haven't been paying attention to the state laws, other than Oklahoma. The Consumer Protection Act got passed, which is good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't. I haven't, I haven't noticed anything about, like, state bans or anything coming up. Um, there's just, like, Consumer Protection Acts that are either, well, the one passed, and then some of them are dying in, in committee or whatever. I don't think that was, like, a bombshell thing or anything.
1: Luckily, yeah, just sort of uh, (laughs) business as usual. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was it was interesting, you know, for those of you who haven't seen the conversation unfold with the with the creative science Twitter, check that out. But we sort of are documenting um, the conversation that happened between the human health and services and the former FDA. You know if you don't know about that you just want to just know that that you know how that conversation unfolded um but it's it i'm glad to hear that because i haven't heard anything else either like broadly speaking of them going above and beyond sort of their normal sort of show of power and and taking it from there
0: and uh yeah i mean and it's weird with the legality in thailand too because it's kind of it's like kratom cannot be either legal or illegal because they said they just legalized it. They announced it. It's a big thing. And then I still get, like, uh, on my Google uh, news search for Kratom, I still get, you know, man arrested in uh, in Thailand uh, with meth and Kratom. So why, why is he even charged with Kratom if it's now legal there? So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a quasi-legal limbo uh, in Thailand as well. Uh, Indonesia the only it's kind of Indonesia it's kind of like here where there's one agency wants to ban it and the rest of the government doesn't uh, and that agency is their like DEA which is the BNN in Indonesia that's like their drug mm-hmm. enforcement and they, they want it illegal because it'll justify giving them a lot of power and everything kind of similar to the FDA I mean it, they'll have control of whatever happens to Kratom which is uh, you know a well, probably one of their motivations for making it illegal
1: yeah. um political jockeying for yeah. purpose and budget
0: <laughs> yeah and it has nothing to do with public health <laughs> i mean if if they cared about public health they'd be mon moder- they'd be seizing shipments with salmonella and high levels of toxic metals which they should do but right, they're right. they're calling kratom the adulterant and just seizing it for to make it look illegal so and but we talked about that last time so I guess what they call for at the end of this study is more research of course but they're talking about the mechanism by which kratom actually you know lowers cholesterol or uh, raises uh, good cholesterol um, and lowers yeah. triglycerides so So we we this is just a survey and we don't know the pharmacokinetics of how it actually helps cholesterol
1: right right so maybe so they want to explore the mechanisms of action that how kratom and its alkaloids are affecting on the uh the blood lipids um and it's interesting here that they lay out you know Um, perhaps this could lead to development of new pharmaceutical products from kratom that help in lowering uh, lipids or the prevention of coronary heart disease um, or cardiovascular disease Um, you know it's interesting most papers usually end up saying to explore the development of new pharmaceutical products from Kratom related to pain relief or pain management or opiate uh, withdrawal syndrome. Uh, this one is particularly saying to to check it out a little bit deeper as it relates to the lipids. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, I think I think this paper was sort of short and sweet um and it was the largest sort of sample size to evaluate the effects of kratom uh kratom use on blood lipid levels um and it it, what it what it was demonstrating is that it can lead to higher uh levels of good cholesterol
0: and uh let's talk about like the antioxidants and other vegetables i guess um i'm just googling it but uh It says antioxidants are thought to prevent the changes that turn cholesterol molecules molecules in the blood into substances that can form plaques and artery walls. So basically, green leaves are healthy in general. (laughs) (laughs) That's your vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Jonathan Cachet. Catch him on social media at J-C-A-C-H-A-T. Please like, subscribe, rate, comment, interact with us. The music is Captain Big Wheel. The song is called Moon Runner. The Kratom Science Journal Club is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.